Hey, Story Show listeners, we are back after a long absence due to COVID and the pandemic. And, uh, but we're back finally to reflect on and share stories from our January 2020 Pass the Plate show it's been a long time so uh, at least your memory still works well it's it's funny we tried getting together last summer to do some recording but we were only meeting outside and we got rained out at least once Mm -hmm. oh right and um and now we're fully vaxxed and are sitting in a room together it's kind of wild yeah. Feels so good. Illicit. Illicit. <laughs> this feels dirty. I feel naughty. <laughs> oh, Shane, I don't need to hear you use the word naughty. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're reunited. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it feels, feels so good. good. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so. Our first story is uh, from Jane Butte, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Anatomy of Giving. She wrote it about her son, Derek. And it was a great story about how the life you live leads to a legacy of something beyond yourself, mm-hmm. which is really powerful. Yeah. And it, it, legacy is something I think we all focus on a lot. I mean, whether we are conscious of it or not, we think about, like, what are we leaving behind? I know lots of people who have had children... Just for the sole fact of, like, I need to leave something behind. <laughs> You're in. Congratulations. Boy, you could think of an easier thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's lots of people, if you think about, uh, you know, my godfather, he was, his dad had a car lot, and it was called Wallers and Son, and the son never did anything with it, and so it sold and dissolved, and it was a little bit heartbreaking for him. And But for his son to make his own life was also a, I mean, a point of pride later after the kind of sting was over. And so uh, leaving a legacy isn't always a perfect, uh, perfect journey. Do you guys have legacy plans? Well, I, you know, uh, I, I, being a teacher, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting when you see colleagues, esteemed colleagues who, um, who retire and it's, amazing how somebody can go from being a legend in the building where you work for decades to within three years none of the kids knowing who that person was you know and um certainly teachers a a legacy that teachers leave are the impacts they have on their students and and we feel that when when kids as adults keep in touch with us and we run into them and stuff but um i think that the takeaway that i have from not, you know, how, how people who come after you've retired don't have any idea who you are is that, man, life is fleeting and our time here is important and, and it's also not about you, right? It's not about my reputation living on. It's, it's about doing your best in the moment. And, you know, so for me, uh, it's not necessarily so much about a public legacy so much, but just just doing your best in the moment. You don't need a park named after you. I don't. No, it's it's a lot of pressure too. You know. I do. I want a park. Do you? Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I don't. <laughs> you want a pool? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Duly <Yeah. laughs> noted. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. The Angie Barker 
aquatic center. <laughs> and she's a I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean about the just how like you've probably noticed this though at, at in teachers who were kind of giants who mm-hmm. within a few years who's that right? Yeah, Among students. Well, we have a a prompt we have the kids do journaling that I think you wrote about the idea of like what makes the school a school because like in five years if you know all the students cycle through and it's all new kids so it can't technically be kids right and teachers come and go like we could have all new teachers in 10 years so like what technically defines a school like what are the things that say like throughout the years this is what Elberly High School is right um yeah yeah, and when they say, you know, students students forget your content um, pretty quickly, but they don't forget how you treated them, you know, and how you, the relationships that you build, and so, I think that's true with life. Yeah, I think so. I, Legacy for me has always been kind of more about seed planting than harvesting, and so I, I had to wrap my head around the idea of being a church leader, like being a pastor. Oh, liberal. Uh, <laughs> 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 means that like being a pastor means that you don't always get to see exactly what's happening in the world and so you you seed plants a lot like you remind someone that they have value now and they might not believe you at all but a year from now they might be in a place where they remember that or that somehow sparks the new thing that happens and it's the same in teaching it's the same in lots of um, non tangible communities like school or church or service clubs or whatever they are. I mean, even a sports organization, the sports team that did great in the 70s that your parents remember and they think it should be exactly the same in the 90s and the 2000s, that doesn't exist anymore because all of those people are changed. The only thing the same is maybe the field and the football if they don't have a great program. (laughs) And so the people really do matter. And I think we put too much value on place sometimes and not enough value on To tie back to, to Derek and, and Jane's story, you know, here's a, here's a guy who served his country uh, overseas, uh, who um, was in school studying to become a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and and was already reaching out and trying he to He served his those. community, he was yeah. a mentor. Yeah. yeah. To at-risk youth. Yeah. So, um, and the story is about um, Derek's legacy. So, having said that, Should we listen? Yeah, enjoy. Let's go. All right. When Jane Butte married her husband, they each brought two young kids to the new family. No wonder their favorite movie was yours, mine, and ours. The movie had a lot more kids to deal with, but the problems were pretty familiar. How do you combine, or blend, two sets of kids into one new family smoothly? Lucille Ball had the best answer. You just love them. So that's what they did. This is The Anatomy of Giving by Jane Butte. I once saw a cute little boy at the county fair. He was straining to escape from his stroller and pushing against the seat with a glint of excitement in his eyes. I'm not sure why this stuck in my mind, but I do remember thinking, I sure hope those straps hold or he's gonna be gone in a flash. He looked ready for adventure and fun. His face and that twinkle in his brown eyes stayed with me and must have made an impression on my heart. 
because about three years later, I became Derek's mom. His energy and zest for life never slowed down, but he had some early struggles in school. Despite holding him back in kindergarten, Derek was the littlest guy in his class and often full of wiggles. He bounced on his tiptoes from one thing to another and always felt like he was missing out on things and getting picked on. I think this is where he got his big heart and his empathy for others. He found other kids who just needed someone to listen and be a friend. When Derek was 17, he made up his mind to join the Army National Guard. As parents, we were concerned that he was being a little impulsive and maybe didn't understand the commitment attached to serving. But he sat us down and explained his plan to attend training over the summer, come back to finish his senior year, graduate high school, and then go to specialized training that summer to start his journey into the medical field. I was so impressed with his mature attitude and passion for helping others. We gave in and signed the forms and he was on his way. He came home from basic training with a special commendation for leadership and he was so proud and excited about his new journey, which also happened very quickly. After graduating high school, things went smoothly for Derek as he attended advanced individual training for medics in Texas and then pre prepared to start college in Winona for sports medicine. Once again, his life suddenly changed direction when he was deployed to Kuwait. It took the family by surprise, and he spent much of his time calming our fears. It was so hard to watch him pack up and leave with his dad to travel to the airport. That was a long year to endure, but he made so many great friends during his service. Many of them later shared stories about his silliness and his giggles but also stories of ways that Derek had supported them when they needed it. When he finally returned with his gear and his locker, he opened it up and he handed me a big pile of books that he had saved just for me. Even thousands of miles away from home, he was thinking of us and planning special surprises for everyone else. Our greatest gift was just to have him home safe and sound. As he worked and studied sports medicine at Winona State, he found more ways to help. He looked for a job, but it wasn't enough just to collect a paycheck. He wanted to help others too. He worked, uh, started work at Legacies, uh, an organization that pairs at-risk youth with a mentor to help with schoolwork, make sure that they attend school, and to take them to fun activities. Derek really loved this job. He even joked that if he didn't love the challenges of being a medic so much, that he may change his mind and become a teacher. A good friend of Derek's recently shared a typical Derek story from one of his Winona adventures that really shows his empathy and compassion for others. He was heading home from a party one night and had called a cab. He started up a conversation with the driver and found out that he was having some personal struggles in life. When he got home, he invited the man to come in and visit a bit. They sat and talked and ate, and then Derek introduced him to his roommates before he left. The friend said that she laughed and told him that he was the only person that she knew who would make friends with everybody, even his cab driver. This was Derek. Christmas 2015 was special for our family. It was really fun to watch our adult children get together and enjoy each other so much. They shared stories of past sibling struggles, vacation memories, and fish stories from our time at the cabin together. Derek was three months from graduating Winona State and had been applying 
uh, to continue his education in the Twin Cities for a degree as a physician's assistant. A friend that he had made in the military taught that PA program and felt that Derek would be a great candidate. He had recommended Derek above others because he'd seen his hard work and his dedication to helping people through their work together in the guards. He was so excited about the new path in life and looking forward to it and things were going so well and suddenly it was gone in a flash. On January 17, 2016, Derek was killed in a tragic accident in Winona. Maybe it was his medical background or the military career with a strong understanding of the uncertainty of life, but he had been quite adamant about organ donation. It was a conversation that I had had with him several years earlier when he renewed his driver's license. So it was not even a discussion when the hospital asked. The process was a haze. I know we had to sign a form that uh, the family agreed to organ donation, but I was not sure how it all worked. Months later, we received a letter from the American Donor Services. I was shocked by the number of people who benefited from his final gift. Derek's donation is restoring lives, especially a 10-year-old girl who received skin grafts. We can share that, to date, two cardiovascular allografts were awaiting transplantation, and 93 tissue and bone allografts have been used thus far in life-restoring surgeries. Those include two cranio-maxillofacial operations, four knee sports procedures, 71 spine-related surgeries, and 16 procedures that we do not have further information available. The recipients reside in 18 different states. That last Christmas together, I told Derek the story of my first glimpse of him at the county fair and his attempted escape from his stroller. I'm not sure what made me think of it. I'd never told him about it before. He giggled, gave me one of his signature hugs, and then with a twinkle in his eye, he was gone in a flash. Pass the Plate Story Show was recorded live January 11, 2020 at the Marion Ross Performing Arts Center in Albert Lee, Minnesota. The show was produced by Angie Zoller-Barker, Shane Kepke, and me, Jeremy Corey Greenis. To hear more stories, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our podcast, or check out our webpage at thestoryshow.org. <laughs>